Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today. Neighbor Up Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the City of Cleveland Minority Arts and Education Fund. Neighbor Up Spotlight showcases citizens making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. My guest today is Mr. Jerome Baker, Community Engagement Supervisor for the YWCA and founder of the Men and Women of Central. Raised in the Central Neighborhood, he is a proud graduate of East Technical High School. Receiving his bachelor's degree in public administration from Chancellor University, his commitment and passion for his community come from the values and love instilled in him by his parents. Role model, community activist, author, speaker, historical reenactor. True to his roots, he is all about community. He walks what he talks. As a resident of the Central Fairfax neighborhood, he continues to be an active Cleveland Central Promise ambassador, and he is president of the Friends of the Police Athletic League, in addition to being a proud husband, father, and a member of the Neighbor Up Network. Welcome to Neighborhood Connections. Well, excuse me. Welcome to Neighbor Up Spotlight. <laughs> hello. Hello. I'm telling you. How have you been? Good. Good. Glad well, I'm so glad to have you here today. Glad to be here. So let's jump right into this. How long have you been involved in community engagement and activism? Uh, well, I moved back home to Cleveland um, in 2000s. And so I, I would say uh, I really began to become active around about 2007. And, uh, and, and so um, what inspired you to mentor youth in the community and why? Well, you know, I grew up in CMHA housing uh, projects. Um, and so there was a lot of blessings that I received growing up in that community. You know, challenges, you know, obviously, but, yeah. but a lot of blessings and a lot of influences in my life, you know, from my parents, from uh, basketball coaches, uh, from individuals from the community um, uh, who really was uh, played an important part of my life. Yes. Uh, and just even watching individuals who inspires you not to do what they do. <laughs> <laughs> right. right. So, uh, right. Uh, you know, f from the time I was a young person, I always wanted to uh, be a part of my community uh, in some kind of way. And so when I moved out of town as, as a young man at 19, uh, all those years, you know, uh, working in New York, and New Jersey, I always had this desire to still come back to do community work and own a business in my community. Right. So when I did return, you know, that passion was still burning pretty bright. And so I was just trying to figure out, you know, what ways I can go about doing that. Yeah. And so let's just talk a little bit why mentoring is so important. Right. So you, you have to think about like the community and where I come from. Right. So that time frame uh, of when I grew up and then when I became an adult. So, uh, you know, just from my perspective, I just feel like men play such an important part you know, and played an important part in my life, you know, because uh, my father has always been a part of my, my life. Yeah. And uh, uh, it's the craziest thing because I still had more uh, <laughs> women influences <laughs> in my life, you know, from my mother and my aunties. Yeah. So I come from the families where, you know, like my, my aunts and grandmother and aunts, you know, uh, was really instrumental. But at the same time, I understood like my father was like just the anchor of like what. Um, shaped me in terms right. of a man, right. you, you know. Right. So then when I began to look at the challenges in the community when I moved back home to really realize like a lot of young kids uh, didn't have the same support that I had. And I'm not, to say, I'm not saying that my life was perfect as a young person, but I realized like, you know, like 
as, a, as an adult that I should give back in some capacity to, to young folks and not just be in the neighborhood, but be a part of the neighborhood. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now when and why did you found the men and women of Central? You know, it's, it's kind of ironic, right? So, um, you know, on Sundays, you know, like, you know, when you get older, we used to just hang out outside Lonnie Burton. Um, uh, rec Center. Rec Center. Yeah. On Sundays and play basketball, the old guys, you know, still trying to think we young and play basketball. <laughs> And so all the young kids, you know, um, would be uh, it had a lot of challenges, you know, in the early 2000s. Yeah. And so the kids from 30th would come and fight the kids on Outhwaite and Case Court. And uh, it was amazing to me that, you know, here I am with all these older guys. We would barbecue and play basketball and reminisce and, you know, and do what old guys do. Right. And 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 me realizing no one had any impact in none of the young kids or no relationship with none of these young people in our neighborhood, right. you know, so I began to say, hey, how can I go about changing this, right? And how can we be a, a support system for some of these young guys? And uh, I really didn't know because I was never involved in any community work. I worked for the railroad for like 15 years. Wow. And um, so uh, I had no experience yeah. at all, only. But uh, you had the passion had and the, you had the care and you had the love. Because I always say, you know, you it's. You got to love the people. You've got to love the community. You may not always like what they do, but you got to love the community. A- absolutely. So, and I, and I knew what I had growing up. You know what I'm saying? It, yeah. it was a blessing. I knew what I didn't have. Right. right? So, um, uh, it was the funniest thing because I began to. T- I met a friend at the library, the Woodland Library, uh, who I hadn't seen in a long time, and he was like, "Rome, I want to." You know, uh, uh, um, a friend of ours uh, who was running Lonnie Burton Recreation Center at the time. He said, "Let's go up here and, and yell at Wanzo." Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, ran up there and caught up with Wanzo. And he introduced me to the council person who was uh, Cl- uh, Phyllis Cleveland. Okay. And I ain't never known Phyllis Cleveland, never met her in my life. And uh, man, it, it was just a blessing. She just instantly took to me. Right. And, uh, uh, you know, over the years, it used to be like a big uh, festival from all old residents would come and party in, in, in the community. And uh, it was awesome. But, you know, my vision was like to bring people back to the community in ways where how they could support the community and not just have a big party. Right. And so uh, I shared my dreams and thoughts with Miss Cleveland. And because uh, I always wanted to show the importance of the role that fathers play right, in the community. And Miss Cleveland, I must say, um, immediately uh, provided financial support to, for my first program. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. Now, um, what have been some of the uh, activities that the organization has done? Well, uh, in our in our early start, uh, so what we did, you know, speaking about Miss Cleveland, uh, so we start we we uh, named the organization, which you might think is like easy to do, but it really wasn't. So it took some time, <laughs> and 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 uh, uh, me, Wanzo, and another friend uh, was really like the initial. Partners, if you will, right? Because your original name was the the, the men of Central. Men of Central. Before right. you came to the, call it the men, men and women of Central. Yep. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, they stayed apart with me for maybe a month. <laughs> <laughs> I give them a month, and yeah. uh, Wanzo came up with the men of Central. You know, like men, and we're in the Central community, mm-hmm. and they really did fit. You know, and so our my I don't like to say mine. So our first uh, mentoring program was at Lonnie Burton for for young boys, and so we we started there. And uh, the way that we started really was uh, uh, along me and my wife, we uh, used our funds and some funds from Miss Cleveland and some small other contributions. We had our first Father's Day event to celebrate fathers and importance that they play in the community and how we want to let everybody know who we are and what we're trying to do from a mentoring aspect. That's awesome. And um, uh, so our first mentoring program was Alani Burton. Then we moved to 
the bathhouse to the Central Recreation Center down on 30th. Yeah. And then we did many programs at the Marion Sterling Library, a Marion Sterling Middle School, a Central Middle School, East Tech. And so we really kind of, you know, was able to, you know, uh, reach a lot of places uh, uh, in the community down the way, which I was really proud of. And uh, what, those were our early activities. Well, you know, I, I was going because, um, you know, when I do my research, I read everything. Mm. So I went and looked at a lot of your videos. And I really liked an event that you had called um, Aches, Pains and Automobiles. <laughs> I thought that was so cute and so clever to 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 mesh together, putting giving out health information and having the, the cars there, too, and family and the barbecue and games and everything. And, and actually, that was someone else's event who uh, uh, the, the Black Coalition uh, wanted to come and do work in our community. Okay. And so they say, hey, let's reach out to Jerome because he has relationships in the community and we okay. want to, you so know. So you partnered with we, them. We partnered with them. Okay. And, and it turned out to be great. You know, yeah. And I'm always, you know, willing to partner and to help facilitate anything that's positive for our neighborhood. Yeah, I really, really like that. But I want to kind of digress for a moment and I do want to talk about the book that you did on the Central Neighborhood when you and I first initially mm. met through the Cleveland Central Promise Neighborhood. I just want to talk about that a little bit and why you put that together. It's a wonderful book and gives a lot of great historical information. Yeah, yeah. You know, so as, as you know, growing up in the, in the projects, right? So um, I was involved with like a lot of sports, uh, you know, growing up, you know, all, all the time, right? But I never was really familiar with like the historical aspects of the neighborhood, uh, who the stakeholders were in the neighborhood, who were the really the key people rather politically, you know, uh, from a sports perspective, uh, those who were much older than me. I really had no history of how things went. So as I moved along with my community work, I began to see like, wow, you know, like um, there's a rich history here. Totally. You know, very rich. history. and, and, And I come to realize that no one was that I was familiar with that was. A document or, or recording or making it known to, to this history. And so as I moved forward with all the work that I was doing in Central, I said, you know what, Just it was just a certain passion, a certain drive. I said, you know what, I'm going to put something together myself. Yes. Really didn't know how to do it, mm-hmm. you know, but through my experiences, I began to see, you know, like how to raise money, mm-hmm. how to uh, apply for grants, how, where to go to research to get pictures and information. So I did actually three books. And my initial book, uh, had no words. Okay. It was all pictures. Okay. And you would have thought it was a Nobel Prize winning book <laughs> yeah. because what happens is a lot of older folks remember what the neighborhood used to look like right. and when they seen those pictures right. it really brought them to have conversations and then I had then I began to learn more about the neighborhood. And then people began to say, you know, like, you know, this guy Jerome is like really, you know, having these books that's, you know, sharing the neighborhood. And uh, then I uh, ended up doing a, a couple more books, which, you know, each book became a little bit more richer. Okay. And I learned more. Naturally, I couldn't put everything. So now this book that I have, this is your book. third book. That's the third, third book. Third book. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, and, it's a wonderful book. And, and so, you know, uh, people were, uh, I'll never forget, I was at uh, Woodhill uh, one day and a young man who I know, uh, young in his 20s, and uh, uh, young people uh, play basketball, Lonnie Burton, but it was amazing. I mean, he had never seen a picture of Lonnie Burton. Exactly. So I had a I picture know. of Lonnie Burton in my book. And he was like, Rome, man, I never knew uh, what who Lonnie Burton was. And I never seen a picture of him, man. You know, and it was like a, like a light bulb went off. And yeah, he was just so proud. That's why I'm proud. so glad that there yeah. is a picture of Lonnie Burton in yeah. the recreation center. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely correct. Now, um, I just want to ask you, why is it important for men and women to step forward and get involved in their neighborhoods? Well, as well as young people, too. 
Right. So, so you think about. It. I'm not going to go into a deep dive from a from a racial perspective or, or history perspective, but we also have the. But we are forced to, in a sense. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. So when you begin to think about like the history of America and who was it made for and, and how did we get to the place that we are at, mm-hmm. uh, specifically in our community, right? right? And so when you think about like uh, white oppression, you know, white supremacy, yes. right? And uh, and how that impacted us as as a, as a community of people. And still continues to impact. It still continues today. So it, it impacted us from housing through education, through uh, um, medicine, through uh, employment, through uh, government through every aspect of our life, and a lot of times we are not even familiar how all those came, how those things came about. Right. And and so uh, for for me personally, it has just really just been a driving force to hopefully be uh, a support system to get information out to how we got to this place and why it's important for us to come together as a community and begin to. Uh, uh, work together to change some of the things that's a challenge in our community. Right, because one person really can make a difference. One person can make a difference. And I know it's, you know, because you and I, we've done a lot of stuff in the right. community. Right. And it, it can be, I, I always say that it can, it's it's the most rewarding and heartbreaking thing that you can get involved in. Ooh, <laughs> it really Ooh, is because the, the, the work is never done. Never done. There's always right, right. stuff that you need to do. Absolutely. Now, what are some of your future plans and activities for the men and women of Central? Right. So, so like with anything, as as I learn, as I evolve, and so you have to think about it. Like you know, this kid from you know from from the projects, right? For real. Yes, this kid from the projects moved away. You know, uh, well, you're uh, in good company. Sarah Harper, John, Lou, the, the Stokes brothers, uh, uh, lots of people, people right. lots of people from Carver Park and, and Althway. And, and you come back home. Right. Yeah. And so as I grow and as I evolve, it's like I'm I'm 55 years old now. Right. And so as I learn, as I grow, I want to share, you know, everything that I learn uh, with, with my community, which in turn can possibly help us grow as, as, as a community. Absolutely. And so we have evolved from. Uh, a mentoring organization for young boys to a mentoring organization to include women to young girls to one organization of men and women of central to how can we begin to, then we shift it to now I'm talking about over a number of years. Now we're shifting to how can we best serve our community? And so our vision is really to eliminate poverty in central. Right. And that's, that's a really broad phrase if if you will. Right. So, so what we're looking at really it's like um, how can we inform residents first? Because you have to be have to have the knowledge to begin to deal with challenges that's in, that's in front of you. So if you don't know, you know, in my personal opinion, how we got to this place, right. then how can we fix it? Right, right. right. So you, you think about incarceration. Incarceration is one of the other uh, data points, if you will, that uh, place a lot of our men and women. Uh, in, in those situations, right? right? And at the same time, I know people still got to take responsibility for themselves, but also, you know, the systems and and uh, uh, put us in all these positions at the same time too. So, how can we best support these people, right? Let's right. let's become knowledgeable. Let's become knowledgeable, and then let's come together. You know, financially, uh, economically, you know, look at how the housing situation came about, and then we come together collectively and make a change. I don't want to be that person saying, you know, uh, I want to. It's my goal to have a job. No, it's not my goal to have a job. I, I have an awesome job. That's, that's not my goal in life to have a job. My job right. is really how can I galvanize my community where we can own our own stuff. Right. That we can be in charge of our own community. That uh, it ain't about Rome. It ain't about Jerome. It's really about how can I support 
others and how can others how we can support each other right. to, to grow our community. So when they talk about being from down the way, I truly in my heart feeling like being from down the way is really about resiliency and, and bringing people together so we can make our community better. Uh, absolutely. I, I could not agree with you more. Now, you work at the YWCA. So tell us about your work at the YWCA and all the services and resources that they have, because you got a lot of really great stuff going on there. Wow. You know, I I, I love my job at the YWCA. <laughs> and, it, and it's ironic, right? Yeah. So, you know, we started out together with um, being a Promise Ambassador. Right. And so then I was doing my work as a man of Central in the, in the neighborhood. And um, Teresa Sanders, I, uh, I, I met uh, and uh, who was married to my cousin. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they was over one day and we got to just talking and she really wasn't familiar with stuff I was doing in the community. And she was like, Jerome, uh, come to my office. I want to interview you for a job opportunity. <laughs> I was like, cool. You know, okay. you know, and then I sent her my resume and I shared it with the books and the work I've been done. She was like, I think it'd be a good fit for you at the YWCA. So the YWCA mission is to eliminate racism and to empower women. So just think about it. It's a women's organization. And I started out trying to mentor young boys, right? <laughs> and uh, and so my role presently, uh, I'm the manager of Independence Place, which is a permanent supporting housing unit where we house young adults between the ages of 18 and 24 who are homeless. Yeah. So our whole mission really is to teach them and support them around all self-sufficiency efforts. So when they do move back into the community and there's no time frame to live, live with us, at the Y, but when they do move back into the community, they are better equipped yes. before they came in. Because people don't really think about a youth and homelessness, right? And and all you know, and what the uh, YWA, YWCA provides. And talk a little bit about the stuff that you think that you do with mothers and young children. So you you, you look at the Y, right? So we have twenty three young uh, people who live in our facility. Okay. Uh, twenty of them are young women, right? Right with with children, okay. right? So. Um, uh, once again, racism uh, play, played a major part in homelessness. Right, so the the the, the high percentage of, of of people who are homeless uh, are African Americans. Yeah, I just I just um, you know there was an incident that happened in Oakland, California, uh, last week where there's a group of uh, black women mothers for housing, mm-hmm. and so just last week they had occupied a, a house. In Oakland, because the housing is so expensive. Right. And, and I was looking at the story. You can find this story on um, Democracy Now. Mm-hmm. And um, the startling statistic that 70% of all the people homeless on the street in Oakland are African Americans. Mm-hmm. They only make up 28% of the, of the population. Right. So these women had been occupying this house. They fixed it up with their children. Um, and, and last week, they were literally... Um, uh, put out mm. really by a total military force. You have to kind of mm. go and look at mm. the story, but I just saw something that this week now they've offered the women the opportunity to buy the house. And, and, so, and so my job at the Wyatt, so some people can go to work and then when they leave work, uh, they may be involved in something else right. outside of the job, but I'm blessed. I'm really, you know how things has come has happened. I'm blessed that my job is, is part of how I live. Right. Right. So it's not, I do one thing at work that I leave and go do something else outside my job, how I live and what I do at work and how, what I do in the community. It, it, it all meshes together. Meshes together. Yeah. And the great thing about working at the YWCA is the, the leadership has supported me from the whole time I was there. So when it comes time to my programs, to using the space at the YWCA, to uh, training, uh, uh, financial, 
uh, support within my own organization is all supported yes. uh, through through the YWCA also. So uh, our, our CEO, Margaret Mitchell and uh, Teresa Sanders has been like just a major influence uh, in, in my work uh, at the Y and supporting our young folks and the work that I do in the community. That's awesome. That is awesome. Now, what words of wisdom and encouragement do you have for citizens who want to make positive contributions to their neighborhood? <laughs> no, that's a lot. lot. Ooh, I know. <laughs> it's a, yeah, because when you do a community work, it's, it's Yeah, ask me that question again. Yeah, yeah, okay, so let me go through that again. What words of wisdom and encouragement do you have for citizens who want to make positive contributions to their neighborhoods? I mean, so uh, a lot of times, I'm not going to say everybody's familiar with this. So you hear people say, I'm from down away. Right. right. So to me, down away means resiliency. Right. So we was challenged with a number of different barriers in our life growing up in uh, Cuyahoga, uh housing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, education to housing, to employment, to uh, uh, incarceration, uh, to early pregnancy, all these different things. Right. right. And we still fought through. Right. We still fought through. We still loved on each other. We still. um uh, uh, uh uh, made good things of our lives and making good things of your life does not always mean, you know, financially. It means that, you know, you, you grew up to be a, you know, a hell of a good person. Right. You, you know, and so um, to me, I think it's just important for everybody. And, and I'm not you trying mean, to. You may not have had a lot of money, but you definitely had values and support I, 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 and people who taught you right from wrong. Absolutely. So, so for me as a, as a, as a African-American man, you know, uh, I think it's just important for people from our community really to, to, to really do even more research on on how we got to the place where we are at and really to see that we are truly resilient people uh, 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 here on planet Earth. And so and, and to add to that, do your homework. Absolutely. Right. When you get ready to get out here into the community and do stuff, do your homework. Absolutely. That's really, really important. Absolutely. So now how can people contact you to get involved, volunteer and donate to the men and women of Central or the YWCA? Uh, I'm always talking from, like I say, uh, my work and my nonprofit is, is separate, but it's not. Right. right. So you can always go to the YWCA website okay. uh, and we have a number of different things. So I'm always promoting the YWCA because I'm a, like a YWCA crazy person for real. Right. Especially especially for the young people that are living there who have children, you know, for people to just be able to donate things to help them out. So so as I was mentioning earlier, so I'm the manager of Independence Place. So these okay. are young ladies uh, aged 18 to 24. Some are okay. older, but in order to get in the program, you have to be 18 okay. and you can't be older than 24. Okay. But, you know, if you you know have some folks that live there a little longer, that are actually older than 24. So we always need hygiene products. Uh, we have what is called a dinner discussion each month where we uh, connect with different organizations uh, that come in and speak to our, our young people to share their experiences that hopefully can benefit them some type of capacity, whether Wonderful. it's through mental health, whether it's through uh, some knowledge or or effort from a self-sufficiency perspective that can support them. And it's really informal. It's not, don't come with your shirt buttoned up and tight and right. whatever, because our young folks been <laughs> right. through a lot. Right. And uh, so you can always come in and support me through my work at the Independence Place. Uh, we have a number of different programs at the YWCA, but please go to the website uh, uh, and, and you will see all the work that we do at the YWCA. Okay. Uh, the men and women of Central, you can uh, uh, contact me uh, at uh, BakerJerome67 at Yahoo.com that is my email address BakerJerome67 at Yahoo.com the telephone number is area code 216-255-8990 so um, those are a couple of different ways that you can reach me oh wow that that's wonderful that is wonderful yeah. well you know I would like to thank my guests 
Mr. Jerome Baker, for taking the time to be with us today. I really appreciate it, Jerome. And, and for those who are not familiar, I know this is supposed <laughs> to be about me, but me and Carol, we go back a long ways, you know, from our, uh, so, uh, you know, you find yourself involved in so many different things. So we started out in our early part of career right. as, as a promise center ambassadors, ambassadors and, and down the way, uh, we uh, shared a number of, you know, different uh, work, doing that work, coming together, which we still do, yeah, you know, that's as right. we can see here. Uh, uh, um, I was involved in a number of different uh, leadership programs from uh, NLDP yeah. to, to Neighborhood Leadership <laughs> Institute. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we always run in these same circles right. of supporting our folks and supporting our community. So it's always just a pleasure, just a pleasure to be in your presence. And oh, to, uh, likewise, to, to, you as to work well. With you. And I also want to th- I want to congratulate you on receiving the Unsung Award. From the Cleveland Public Library for 2020. And I'd like to, <laughs> like to congratulate you, too. <laughs> it was really, a really, really a nice affair. You know, it's the craziest thing, right? Because uh, anybody know me, I don't do this stuff for, for, for Jerome. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, I'm I, the same way. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. do it. You know, so whenever I get an award, I'm like, wow, who, who are they talking about? <laughs> I know. I was compl- totally taken aback when I got the phone call. I'm like, really? You, you know, <laughs> and, and, and so I'm just really just proud to... Um, to serve, you know, like, uh, yeah. so you, you think about people say, you know, what's your purpose in life? What's your purpose yeah. in life? You know, uh, one of my purpose is really to be a servant for God, yeah. you know, and how I do that is really how I uh, attempt to serve my community yeah. and be an example, you know, uh, for my family who is like just, a, you know, uh, the, just the heart of my, of my life. Along with, you know, my, I have a very extended family, which my family, which is at the YWCA, right. uh, and my, my young people and then my, um, uh, uh, members of men and women of Central who are like my family, who does tremendous work. So we have some great young people, young, uh, when I say young, just younger than me, right. who's doing the work with my men and women of Central. Yeah. And I'm really happy for them, you know, Charmaine and Joe and Bridget and Rodney and Keith. You know, yeah, these, we got to do the shout out. You know, <laughs> these, these people, is, and, you know, they, they got a lot more energy than me. <laughs> right. You know, so I'm trying to keep up with them and lead at the same time. Yeah, it, it does take a lot of energy. And, and, and it's, really a, it's, does. it's a challenge. So I, I love them and they are doing like, you know, uh, we, uh, uh, Charmaine and Bridget, who are our women leaders for Middle Women Central, okay. we've been doing these lemonade socials, oh, in nice. which, which they've been leading. And it's really uh, conversations from people from the community that come out to, to, to share what they think, what the community looks like and how we come together to be a part of that. So we have a number of different things uh, to continue with that same theme. And so please look forward, you know, in the cups upcoming spring and summer, we're going to be out in the community asking people to come in and share their thoughts on how we can come together collectively to make some real good changes in the neighborhood. So I really wanted to make sure I give out uh, my love and support as they continue to do this great work. Well, I want to thank you and, and, and wish you all the best and continue to do all the great work. And I want to let you know, I've really, really enjoyed our conversation. And, and, I, and I can't do an interview without, you know, giving praise <laughs> You know, to 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 the, to the man above and to my family. Oh, you yeah, know, you I can't do this stuff without you know uh, su- yeah. support uh, to my children, to my wife, to my grandchildren, to my son, to my sons and daughter. You know, so I'm really, you know, my family is really, uh, even though all these folks is grown, my kids, <laughs> uh, they they really uh, continue to push me to. Yeah. to, to well, none of us, serve. none of us does it alone. Right. Yeah. There's always somebody and or, or somebody's right. to help us out. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I would like to leave you. With a quote from my guest today. Love children through the good and bad times. I want to thank our audience for stopping in today. Um, We appreciate your support. Please join us again as we continue our conversations with Cleveland residents who are making positive contributions to their neighborhoods in our city. Visit Neighborhood Connections website to see all of the community engagement activities and opportunities. 
If you have a great idea and you want to do something positive for your neighborhood, contact Neighborhood Connections at 216-361-0042 or send us an email to www.neighborhoodgrants.org and like us on Facebook. Get informed, get involved, get connected. I'm Carol Malone, your host. Thank you for joining me today on Neighbor Up Spotlight. Neighbor Up Spotlight is sponsored by Neighborhood Connections and the City of Cleveland Minority Arts and Education Fund in association with Bad Rack Recording Studios. Executive producer, creator, writer, host, Carol Malone. Co-producer, Lila Mills. Engineer, James Cannanon. Social media, photography, Vince Robinson. Neighbor Up Cleveland. That's a wrap. Oh, man, thank you. Thank you.